Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to episode 129 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about what to do after you've completed your marathon. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational and let the marathon running podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond hey runners and welcome to episode 129 Ooh, a little crack in the voice <laughs> is that because you're getting sick no i'm perfectly fine hopefully at least if you're sick now then you'll be ready for your Big Bear Marathon in a week. Yes. We're Ryan and Letty. We do a weekly marathon running podcast where we talk about all things running, ranging from training to nutrition, etc. We try to bring the experts to you. So Letty, you wanted to do a shout out to someone that sent us a funny message on Instagram, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, it's from Reynolds Family Adventure. And they sent us a message that said, I absolutely love your page and podcast and I found your posts and training tips so inspiring and helping with my running progression. I'm currently training for a half marathon to raise cancer for a charity in support of my elderly neighbor, Alan, who was recently diagnosed with cancer. My friend Hannah and myself love listening to the podcast and we made a bet, a glass of wine or two may have been involved, that whoever ran the slower 5k time at a race last Saturday had to post a forfeit mooning dare. Unfortunately, I was the slowest, so I ended up having to post this on my Instagram story for this week. We thought that you would find the story amusing and it would make our year if we could get a shout out and one for Alan too. So then we got a mooning photo, Ryan, <laughs> <laughs> which was awesome. So huge shout out to you guys and to Alan. Alan, wishing you the best, of course. And we really love getting messages like this. Yeah, especially when there are like fun dares involved. That always just makes it more interesting. Absolutely. And so we're going to flip this because, well, we're recording this podcast before the Indianapolis Marathon, before uh, an, an ultra marathon by a friend um, from Facebook, and also before the New York Marathon. So huge shout out to everyone running, including our neighbor, Sandrine, who's been through hell the last month with her hurricane flooding damage, yet she was training so hard for a virtual New York marathon that we talked her into signing up for the Indianapolis marathon. So she'll be running that this weekend. So good luck, Sandrine. And everyone else, I have a list of um, 10 people, everyone else running marathons this weekend. And those 10 people are? So we have Satavish, we have Halen, Min, Paul, Sierra, Carita, Carol, Leslie, Maria, and Catherine, and Jessica. So there's five more than 10. 
But who are every, those people? Oh, and then and Jeremy and Mo and Jeremy's husband Robert. They're all runners from our community. Everyone's been training super hard. We've been following their training, and um, I guess it's go time this weekend. Nice. And so today is Friday, November fourth, and I guess by the time this episode comes out, congratulations to everyone on finishing the New York Marathon, the Indianapolis Marathon, and many, many other marathons. Yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? So today we're actually going to record an episode for them. So once everyone is done with their fall marathons, which, you know, includes all the majors and most marathons are um, already done at this time of the year. So everybody has um, some tips on what to do next with their with their recovery, with their lives, I guess. So Ryan, what would be the first thing for someone to do once they cross that magical finish line? Think about packing on the pounds with Thanksgiving and Christmas and just enjoying the rest of the year, (laughs) not running. So if you've just finished your marathons, hopefully you're proud of your accomplishments and you can celebrate. Yay, big congratulations. And fittingly... Gorge on whatever, eat everything you want. But very commonly, and this includes me too, after you cross the finish line for whatever reason... Um, you just don't have that big appetite, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. <laughs> Indulge, enjoy, celebrate, even if it wasn't your best race. I know that New York has a forecast with uh, comparatively hot weather for the rest of the country, not Florida. So, you know, uh, enjoy and and enjoy it anyway, right? I can relate. Um, I remember when I played like beach volleyball, I'd play all day long and just be exhausted. And I really wasn't even that hungry at the end of it. I don't know. I think there's a point in endurance where, you know, you kind of get beyond the hunger part and you're just like, okay, I just survived. Yeah. For, for some reason. But I also, I think I said that before. I think it's also that you're for running in particular, your blood flow goes to your legs and perhaps arms and away from your digestive tract. Yeah. So maybe that's why. But anyway, so the appetite will come back <laughs> in a little bit. So make sure you give yourself that one meal that you, you know, whatever you want. I know that a lot of people uh, pay close attention to their diet during training. And so I guess this is a <laughs> good time to let go. <laughs> so that was our little tangent for a little bit. But um, just like with anything, if you want to continue running, you shouldn't just all of a sudden cold turkey stop and not run anymore. You obviously take a break. But So you talk to Ron Tab, and maybe he can give some tips or so too. Yes. So today our guest is Ron Tab. He is a retired elite runner from the 80s with a PR of a 209. And he still coaches a lot of uh, faster runners, not including myself, but he does have a lot of sub three runners. So obviously, you know, there's going to be a broad variety of answers he's going to give to questions. And, you know, it's it's just like with anything, there's no one one-way glove fit all or what is it called there's no one-way fit one, all one glove fit all yeah there's uh, one size fits all there's not really <laughs> there's no one size fit all when it comes to not just training but also recovery so um obviously when it comes to running unless you are a one and dunner you only wanted to run one marathon in your life 
highly likely you're addicted now and you're going to run more. So, um, we're or even have- if you're not addicted and you think you're never going to run a marathon again, give it some time because you just finished a marathon and you might want to go back. Well, normally people say that and as soon as they cross the finish line, they're ready to sign up for the next one. So, yeah, so, you know, you, you've worked really hard to gain your fitness. So don't let it just go out the window. Keep running. And we're going to have him talk about uh, that. And then after that, we'll come back and give some more tips on what to do after you are done with the marathon. So without any further ado, as you would say, Liddy. We're now going to play our conversation with Ron Tab. All right. So I'm here with Ron Tab. Ron, thank you so much for joining me. Glad to be on. So, Ron, I wanted to ask you a few questions in regards to what to do after you are done with your marathon. So, you know, obviously, we all work really hard to get in the shape, the best shape ever, so we can PR. And then we run our marathon, then we're done. And then what? How do we keep our fitness up without having a race in the near future? You know, if you're a beginner uh, or a novice uh, and you were doing your first marathon, you know, uh, probably will take a couple of days uh, back off. I would at least go out for, a, uh, you know, a 15 or 20 minute walk uh, to uh, work out the kinks. Uh, work out the, you know, get rid of the lactic acid. I would also uh, uh, recommend getting a, a, a massage. Uh, probably won't, probably don't want a deep tissue massage because you're going to be sore to begin with. Uh, but, you know, you might want to take uh, the next three or four days and go at least do some walking. You don't want to just shut it down and not do anything. But I, I, I have one year, for example, uh, I, I'd been retired for a few years. I'd run the uh, uh, Boston Marathon, which is a very difficult course with the uh, downhill. Uphill isn't so difficult, but it's the downhill that just beats you up. And I was really, I had been retired for uh, five, or, five or so years, and I was extremely sore after the marathon. I ran 240 you know, and some change. But uh, I, I was more sore than I was when I run 209 on the course. So then the level of fitness obviously does come into play. So then for those who have been training for a long time and, and you know, they're marathoners that have two to three marathons a year, for those you recommend not taking that much time off? Yeah, it, it, it would depend on the level of, you know, of where you are uh, and what type of experience you have. You know, if you're a seasoned marathon runner, um, you'll you'll get back into uh, you'll be back into a normal routine, a normal routine within a week after your uh, your race, and then uh, gearing up for your next uh, event. Uh, if you're if you are a recreational type runner, and this is uh, you're running your you know the Indianapolis Marathon like this weekend, or the New York City Marathon, and and you know this is your, you know you're a four hour or five hour runner. Uh, you probably are going to want to uh, give yourself some time to recover and fully mend because you run a greater risk of getting injured by getting back into a uh, a regular training routine again. So again, it depends on your experience and your background. Um, 
with the, you know, the type of mileage you're putting in. If you're doing 20 to 30 miles a week, you're going to be really sore after your race. If you're running 100 to 120 miles a week, you're likely that you're just going to have a little soreness and stiffness. But then, like I said, within 72 hours, you'll be back in normal. Okay, perfect. And since you brought up mileage, so maybe you can give me two answers. First scenario, somebody who had a peak um, accumulation of miles in training between 40 and 50 miles. And then, of course, you know, the the more seasoned runners that are at the 80 miles, what would your base level look like? So what would you thrive towards being at when you're um, a 40 to 50 peak miler versus a 80 plus miler? Okay, so and that, that's going to be, there's a wide range of answers to that because let's say you're, you're 40 to 50 miles. Are you in your teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s? You know, because, you know, that's going to play a role as well. Um, you know, what is your background? How much do you weigh? Uh, those all factor in into determining, you know, one's uh, skill set and what they should, should do as far as their preparation and what they should do uh, for their recovery. So, for, for example, you being, you know, in the 40 age group now, and uh, you're doing, uh, keeping your mileage in the 40 to 50 mile uh, range, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, after your, because I know you're running a marathon next week, uh, you'll probably want to back off uh, for uh, four or five, six days before you back into training mode, uh, which I know you have another marathon coming up in December. So, but you'll have to back off for a few days. Uh, and again, you know, your, uh, your body type, you're, you're a runner, uh, you have low body fat. So uh, your recovery time will be faster and it will be much easier than someone who is, let's say, 20 or 30 pounds overweight or, or 20 or 30 pounds heavier than uh, you know, our, our big bone. Uh, it's going to take, uh, and it'll take them a little longer to uh, get back into where they're running 40, 50 miles a week. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then um, since we're in November and we have all these Thanksgiving races coming up, mostly 5Ks, um, maybe you can just, I know this is like a very specific question, but maybe you can just give a broad answer on how could somebody that has the New York Marathon or the Indy Marathon, you know, at the beginning of November, then hop into a 5K without having that much time in between those two races? Well, your intervals will, uh, you know, you're not going to do intervals for uh, at least two weeks. So you're just basically going to use a 5K or a 10K turkey trot as a workout, incorporate that into your training. Uh, you don't want to go back into going to the track or doing your fartlek uh, workouts. Uh, immediately, you know, give your body a little bit of time to recover from that. Uh, and that goes back to your original question as to, you know, how would you come back after your, uh, after your marathon? Well, we wouldn't go back into doing interval training, even at the elite level. It would be uh, probably before you go back into doing uh, interval training or fartlek. Okay. Okay. And then, um, 
I guess, what are your thoughts on kind of the back-to-back marathons? Because, you know, a lot of people are collecting the medals for the six stars. And then you have the, I think the Berlin marathon and then a week or two afterwards, the Chicago and, and, uh, you know, just back-to-back racing. What are your thoughts on that? How to best approach it? Should you pick the first race as your A goal and then the other one's kind of more leisurely or what are your thoughts? Uh, okay. So you're running Berlin early in September and then you have, uh, next on your calendar, you're looking at Chicago. Um, I believe there's what three weeks between races uh, between Berlin and Chicago. So again, it depends on where you uh, what level of fitness you have. And you know, if you're a hundred mile week runner, if you're a forty or thirty or forty mile week runner, now the hundred mile week runner probably uh, get back and run a, a competent marathon. Uh, within three weeks afterwards. The person who's doing 30 to 40 miles, we probably is going to struggle a little bit and run. I would expect them to run, uh, even though Chicago is, is a fast course and flat, and even though Berlin is short or uh, uh, fast and flat, um, you're probably going to see a little bit of a discrepancy in your times. And I'm guessing that, you know, if you're a a three-hour marathoner in uh, Berlin, you're probably going to be something in the three-hour to three-ten range uh, for the uh, uh, for the Chicago race. And then New York, which is a much more challenging course, if you skipped Chicago and went to New York, then you'd probably be looking at something closer to three. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Ron, for the advice. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And I guess we'll have you back on hopefully soon. All right. So (laughs) have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you, Ron, for coming on and speaking with me. And hopefully we'll have you on again shortly or soon, I should say, for another topic. So, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Any other um, tips for what to do after you're done with your marathon besides, you know, what we just talked about, continuing to run and eating a lot of food? Find a turkey trot, like a cool down run. That's a good one. If you have it in you, if you're not too sore, find yourself a turkey trot. Involve your family. Maybe you'll inspire some new runners. Yeah. Maybe next year's majors, you'll have a traveling companion. Yeah, plus they can be fun. You can wear costumes and have fun with it. So you don't have to like race hard, just have fun. That's it, Ryan. Are you ready for a turkey trot? I'm sure we're going to do another one. We do it like every year. And we wear cute costumes too. And Ryan is a good sport because he just doesn't care. And I care. So he's kind enough to just wear it. (laughs) Ryan has been an elf. He's been a turkey. What else have you been? (laughs) I don't remember, but yes, I do remember those two. Oh, Top Gun? You were Top Gun? You oh, were yeah, that's running right. in boxers. And we won that sure. one. That was kind of... We won the costume well, contest? It wasn't um, It wasn't Top Gun. We were... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Risky Business. Risky Business. Same thing. Tom Cruise or Hanks. Yeah. Or Cruise, one of the Toms. But yeah, we won like a cup because of the best costume. What did we win? <laughs> we ran like a, a uh, Tervis Tumbler cup. Because we had the best costume. And now it's at my mom's house. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't like stuff. We don't like stuff, especially if it's plastic. 
Although this one is reusable, but yeah, you can't put it in the dishwasher. It's not going to last at my house. I usually just have like a hat or ears on or something weird. And socks, stockings. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever you dress me up in. It's cool. Um, so yeah, so... So if you're participating in the turkey trot, have fun with it. Send us pictures or tag us on Instagram. We're at Running Podcast. And with that, have a great week of running. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, head to www.runningpodcast.us. And as always, have a great week of running.